Hello everyone, I'm Samantha Jane Smith. And I'm Jacob Keynes, and you are listening to the Classical Queer Podcast. So hello everyone and welcome to the Classical Queer Podcast. Today I'm very excited to have with us uh, the opera company Man Must Sing from here in Sweden. Now they put on newly written norm creative, i.e. less stereotypical and inclusive productions here in Sweden. Before we go any further, there'll be some people say, oh, it's in Swedish. But let me just say that if you watch the videos and listen to the music, you will get a great sense of what is happening. I do encourage you to take a listen. So let me welcome uh, the two members that I've got today. That's Amanda Fludin and Carl Peter Eriksson. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have you here. Um, so normally we start by getting you to tell us about yourself. It can be whatever you want and a little bit about uh, Mama Singh. Yes. Thank you for inviting us. We are really honored to be here in this podcast. Uh, we are, as you said, a norm creative opera company. Uh, my name is Amanda. This is Carl Peter and we also have Nina. She's not here today. Uh, we formed this opera company uh, some years ago. And we decided that we wanted to do opera, but in a special way that is important to us. And that is that we sing in Swedish uh, because we want we don't want any layers between us and the audience. So it's really important to do it in Swedish for us. And we want to um, investigate and dig deep into themes and uh, um things that happens in society today, things that people are discussing, people that is, uh, it can be controversial and it can be, but it, it has to be really important for everyone who lives on earth today. Uh, and then we need to um, uh, commission the music. We, do, we don't think we can do this with old music, but we need to um, commission uh, new operas uh, to. Uh, to make uh, opera develop in a way. And then we also do it in a, a, a chamber kind of form. Uh, we are not like a big chorus and a big orchestra. We are three singers on stage and uh, normally two or three uh, instrumentalists. And um, we, we think that, I mean, we have done some things about the climate, migration, and and things like that. But the LGBT um, topics are important to us. And uh, our last opera was for kids, uh, and our uh, pen. <laughs> the the other one we did was also in this uh, area LGBT. So we think that that is a very important subject for us. And now I I don't know if I said it all. Oh, if no, I missed something. No, I think, <laughs> think you concluded it quite well. I'm Carl Peter then, uh, one third of this opera company. And uh, we could say we, we, we commissioned now six operas, haven't we? Yeah, we're now working with our fifth one uh, and our sixth one, but, but that, that comes later. It's both are coming next year. So right now we are working with the libretto for our uh, fifth one. And just working with for, for us it's it's important to the story and the lyrics the text is very important for us uh, so we we work deeply with that and the characters for 
for at least two weeks every every time. I mean, full time <laughs> working with the director, just digging deep into the libretto that is also commissioned by us. So it's mm-hmm. original stories always, original music written for us. So yeah, so we've been doing this for we, we've been singing together as a group for over ten years. But we've had this company for now since uh, when is it two thousand. <laughs> Fourteen, yes. fourteen, something. Our, yeah, our, our first world premiere was in two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, so oh, that right. was a big uh, landmark for us. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, so how did you? I mean, did you just go, "Hey, we need to do this"? I mean, what what was the? <laughs> why did you decide to do it? I mean, because it's a big step, right? It, mm. it is. Well, it, we we started out actually as a, a vocal trio. Uh, we had thoughts of uh, starting a vocal quartet kind of standard, but <laughs> but we ended up being a trio. And our concerts that we did usually uh, classical music, and we included uh, poems, uh, mm. actually, and we built contemporary poems, poems um, uh, just to reflect on on the music that that we that we sang. Uh, and those uh, concerts became more and more of performances in a way. We we mm. started, uh, yeah, yeah. They be- it, it moved closer to to opera. We we mm. felt, and we thought, well, why why not do an opera properly? So we actually mm. asked around. We, we uh, people who knows this and knows repertoire and and so on. We wanted this opera with three characters, uh, 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 three characters, three main characters. Uh, and, and only three characters, yes, and only kind of... three characters, and uh, with, with our vo- voices, so mm. kind of baritone, mezzo, and soprano, um, and uh, something, a theme that could touch today's audience without filters. So, uh, not too many uh, angels and or whatnot, animals <laughs> or spirits, uh, kind of re- real persons, or at least themes that really. Uh, touch you nowadays, uh, and we uh, and we wanted to do it in this chamber music uh, format, mm. in a way. So uh, we l- looked for that opera and couldn't find it. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah, difficult, difficult one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it wasn't there. So then we just uh, we thought, no, I think we have to commission mm-hmm. an opera. <laughs> but it's true as you say it is it was a big step because mm. we didn't try before that we didn't try to for example fundraise money because we we are also the producers of the company so we need to fundraise everything from from the beginning it will cost a lot of money actually to commission music and a libretto and we have decided to only work with uh, the highest quality people, so to say. We want to have uh, the composer and the librettist and the director and the set designer and the lighting designer and makeup designer. Everyone should be really <laughs> top-notch. <laughs> right. And yeah. also the instrumentalists. And that, that is really important to us uh, because <laughs> we don't want it to be like, okay, we have this big opera houses and they can do everything with all their money, etc. And here we are, and we are doing something mediocre. No, we don't want that. We no, want no. to be on the highest musical and artistic level. So then it takes a lot of work to, yeah, to fundraise and to produce the whole thing. 
But as we have experienced it, now we have world premiered four operas, mm -hmm. we have experienced that it gives a lot, even if we, we, we do a lot of work for free, you can say, because we, we need to produce it, we need to mm -hmm. have a lot of meetings and uh, yeah, we actually need to pay salaries to people and do everything practical around. But, but it's so important to us to do this, so it, it's worth it. Uh, and it gives so much to you uh, back mm. uh, to put all this effort because we really believe in this. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah, have got yeah. a lot of uh, feedback from, uh, for example, um, in reviews in the newspapers and also from the audience. And that is also very rewarding, so to say, because we have put so much hard work in this. And for example, to hear something from someone in the audience when we did an opera uh, about the LGBT community and someone who said like, I have never seen myself on stage before. This is the first wow. time I feel re represented. It makes everything worth it. <laughs> yeah. mm. I think this is something we, we've actually touched a few times on the podcast before with, with mm. performers. Is that it's that um, being able to touch people Mm -hmm. and 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 reflect them on the stage mm -hmm. um sort of allows them to be if you like it allows them to you know see themselves and then to go on and express themselves you know within within the, the environment they're in and and that really is a, I you know I mean that's what art is isn't it I mean <laughs> you know, I kind of think that's the definition in a way yeah so 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 when you when you I think you're very brave by the way to do these four mm. things completely yourself <laughs> three people but when when you do this i mean what what's your process i mean you, you obviously have an idea but then how do you go about getting it over to the librettist and the musicians and the, the musical uh, the composers etc what what's your kind of process for this mm. uh, uh, i'd say it's 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 different every time in in a way uh, how it started from the beginning, we, we sat down and actually we, when we understood we had to commission an opera, uh, uh, we, we had to find uh, some themes or something, what, what actually, what touches us and what do we want to discuss with the audience? That, that's kind of how we look at it, uh, something to, to discuss or bring, bring up. Um, and we, we came up with loads of themes <laughs> that we think is important today and that mm -hmm. we wanted to discuss. And then we, we found a composer uh, who actually, I, I was working with him at the moment and thought he was fantastic. So we actually uh, went to him and said, do you want to write an opera for us? And he said, yes, <laughs> yes, I do, I do. What about, uh, and we said, we, we've got these themes. Um, do you do you feel anything for for anything here in in particular? And he uh, just looked at at one specific spot there and said, oh, "I think this 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 could this this says something to to me." Mm. And he actually was working then with a, a librettist uh, with another opera. So he asked, "Can I ask her? Can I ask her?" Mm. Yes, yes, please, please, please do. So uh, and she just. Uh, got hooked on it and and they worked worked together doing this so that that was kind of how that was but otherwise we've also presented the themes or our thoughts to the libertists uh at first and the composer uh takes over but, mm. but 
it's always we want, always want both the librettist and the composer and everybody to be free and to do more uh what touches them and mm. what they want to, to tell uh and it has always been uh g- good and it's i mean we are so we have such a broad spectra of uh things we want to bring up so so it it's always been in, in this uh, area mm. so yeah it's it's different every time and and i think that's that's nice i think we like that too mm. we don't have mm. that kind of strict form we have to go from this to that and through that person we, it's it's a given and taken uh, yeah so yeah. it's a collaboration also with the director because we yeah. have we have had the same stage director every time and she works normally at the theater, she didn't do any opera, I think. No, before, no, it was first opera with us. Uh, and and we we thought that she has an acting method um, that attracted us in some way, and we have used her used her in every production <laughs> because we think that it has become a special. The way we are presenting it on stage, it's supposed to be one hundred percent honest from ourselves. Mm. And uh, we need to, as you, as Kalpiate said, we we really need to dig deep into the text and the characters and everything. It's supposed to be one hundred percent serious, and um, I think working with her has it has led us to a, a certain way of uh, doing opera. And she has mm-hmm. taken taken with her the set designer and light designer and um, makeup designer. So it has been a little team that she has created around it oh, right. uh, yeah so and and that is fantastic now when we are looking back it 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 can be a little bit because we are always working like and now when you are asking us i'm like looking back and i think wow we have actually achieved this because normally we are just looking forward 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 all the time <laughs> It's kind of interesting because when I took a, started taking a look at your videos, what I noticed about them was this continuity, not only in in the set design, but in but in the characters you play. I, I mean, it's not. I don't mean it's the same character, but it, but 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 you get this kind of character in it, which is kind of the same sort of expression in each of the each of the operas you do. I guess the question is that was that a conscious choice or was that kind of it just came naturally as you as you went from one to the upper? It sounded like a bit of both. Yes, I think it has a lot. It has to do with this this method, acting method, because when we are reading the libretto at first, we don't we don't even have the music. We, we worked last week with the libretto. The music is not yet written. Uh, so we are not in this first stage. We are not singers. We are just mm. actors or people and persons. And uh, at first we read the text <laughs> extremely slowly. It's supposed to be one word each breath. Mm. And after that we discuss every scene and the director would like us to associate. And we are just discussing what what do we feel when we read these words? Uh, and it takes a lot of time, but then in the second uh, stage of this uh, method, we need to find a physical expression uh, that will, uh, it has to do with something that will never be seen on stage. It's only inside the character. 
So it can be really irrational and it can be mm-hmm. just anything. Uh, and uh, we are building up the characters from that. And it, it can sound a little bit strange. And it is a little bit strange because we cannot use our eyes and mm-hmm. we cannot watch each other. So everyone is working for themselves. But the director is looking at this. And from that, it will then we will come to stage three when we are really rehearsing the opera. But mm-hmm. I think this method, it will uh, affect, I think, what you see uh, that that you described. I think it has a lot to do with that acting method. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I think that and and uh, because we are who we are. I mean, at, we, mm. <laughs> I I think I think you can always see that it's me playing that 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 character in a way. Mm. I think we we use, of course, our strengths, and mm. but we also want to do things that that are outside our comfort zones that's our goal at at Mm. least as as artists to to try to do that but and it might also be because it's always supposed to be three uh three main characters i mean it it, in a way we've got a we've got a form or um because you you rarely see that you rarely see that Mm. these some supportive roles at at least Mm. something but now it's, it's always three main characters and uh, yeah, I think it it paints a, a kind of the same picture in a way every mm-hmm. time in that way, but in very different ways. Oh, so it was a really <laughs> inter- interesting question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of right because when you watch them, you kind of feel an affinity for three people, in a sense, because you've you've kind of you know it's kind of the same three people. I know it sounds a bit weird. <laughs> But on the other hand, the characters you portray are different and have got depth to them. So yeah. it's it's kind of like there is a kind of a, an acknowledgement that you know them, but they're different people anyway. So it kind of does make, if you watch them all in a row, if you know what I mean, if you watch yeah. all the bits in a row, then you do sort of feel, oh, this is this is kind of, I know them, but I don't sort of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like you've got yeah. Three family doing the same thing. It's kind of an interesting dynamic, and I, I think that was what makes it really interesting from my perspective as well. <laughs> yes, wonderful. wonderful. Uh, I mean, trying trying to trying to do something. I mean, I must admit, trying to do something complicated and get over complex issues um, with only three people, I, I think, in itself, is a remarkable thing. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen. You know, you do see monologues from people. Yeah and on plays and this kind of thing um and you're obviously seeing single singers but but you know an opera typically you know you'll have okay you may have two main characters and then three supporting characters and then there's a chorus and then there's this and that and by the time you finish you've got 65 people on stage <laughs> <laughs> and i kind of think this is this is really an interesting way to do it i think it's kind of fascinating Yes, and it's actually three people. It it is uh, in in one sense it's it's few people, but in another sense you have <laughs> the first person with their monologues or arias, the second and the third. Then you have the meeting between A and B, the B- meeting between B and C, A and C, and then you have the trio. So it's quite a lot of different uh, mm. things still, and then you you add the the music or the instruments 
we have had three instruments in most of our productions. Mm -hmm. You can do so many different combinations. Um, now I'm thinking of uh, uh, one of our operas. We had this clarinet and bass clarinet. We had uh, percussion and we had a, a cello. And think of all the different combinations you can make, like one voice and one instrument. And yeah, I don't need to mm. explain mm. it, but it, it, beca it, beca it becomes uh, lots of different uh, timbres, lot, lot of different uh, uh, yeah, sounds. Mm. Sounds good. Well, I think we ought to, to, to talk about one of the pieces that we're going to listen to. Uh, huh? So we're going to listen to something from Europe. Ja vet inte vem jag er och jag älskar dig. That's yeah. my best yeah. Swedish, which oh, yeah. roughly, roughly translates, I don't know who am I and I love it. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing about this, it's it's an opera on gender fluidity for elementary school children. Right. Yes. So first of all, explain this so for the audience. <laughs> well, um, uh, we had done three operas for grown-ups and we all, we were really decisive that we wanted to do something for children and we need to do it on exactly the same artistic level as for grown-ups we want it to be definitely the same high quality and uh, we thought of themes and everything and we read some articles about um, culture for children there are actually quite a lot of uh, stories, I mean, books, uh, theater plays and everything about uh, rainbow families, if you say, if you put it that way, that is a, ch a child that has, uh, for example, uh, homosexual parents or something like that. Uh, but there are not so many stories for kids about kids and their own identity. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just thought that we, we really would like to do something about that because everyone it doesn't matter what age you are, you, you have thoughts about yourself, who am I, etc. And we found the perfect librettist for this, Christian Halberg, and he immediately wrote a fantastic story about a boy, <laughs> Edwin, uh, and his two parents. And uh, I think the title says a lot about it, because I don't know who I am, and I love it. Uh, being able to embrace that you are you don't know exactly who you are because if you think about it in another way nobody knows who they are <laughs> and during your life you are not the same person from you were born to when you die you it is uh, changeable it can be your sexuality but it doesn't have to be that i mean only who you are you are different persons in different contexts and everything so the opera is a lot about that and how his parents reacts when he says that he wants a completely different breakfast than he always eats, for example. <laughs> what? But you always eat this. And so it has a lot to do with how does the world, the parents, how do they react? But for mm -hmm. Edwin, it's nothing special. And he wants another name. And they try, they try, the parents, they really try to follow his thoughts and try to be adaptive. And oh, what does he mean? What does he mean? <laughs> and in the end, he just says that, no, but now I really, I want my normal breakfast again. Uh, so the story is a lot about, yeah, as I said, you don't, you don't have to know who you are, but you can still like, you can still mm -hmm. like it and love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Well, let's take a listen to the piece and then we'll talk more about it. So how how has this been received? First of all, by by the children themselves. How did how did they take this? Uh, f- first of all, just uh, playing singing for for children between what are they six, six years up to nine years mm-hmm. uh, is amazing, and just uh, watching them because we usually we don't we are not on the big arenas. It's it's uh, it, we've had. At most, were about a hundred, hundred fifty mm. in the audience. Maybe that—that's quite a lot for us, actually. Uh, we usually uh, perform for for much less than that. Uh, but just seeing them uh, being so still and going into the drama—you mm. uh, know, children in, in that age—they usually want to. Uh, yeah express themselves vocally and uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, move around they are very playful but they actually they are so in the the drama and and the, the story and everything and afterwards when they they come to us and we've had children that say oh, oh yeah i i know exactly i don't know who i am and i i actually like that and <laughs> and it's how they they actually get the story and 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 ask themselves questions and ask our uh, us questions mm-hmm. and so on they, they are really and i mean in the form of opera i mean it, it, mostly it's, it's the first time they've been to mm. opera ever some 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 uh, children have been to the opera before, or at least at the opera watching something. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the reaction is, I think I think it's it's kind of special w- with us too because they come so close to us uh, compared to being at an opera house when, when mm. you've got 
it, the distance is usually uh, yeah, it, it is a di distance really. But here, with on on the venues we use, we are we are really close. So it, I mean, our voices can get quite quite uh, strong too or loud, and that they that they they comment on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so loud, but so good. Yes. <laughs> They just have so many questions. How how can you sing in that way? How can you play that? They have a lot of reactions. Just just experiencing live music is mm. quite a, a big thing. Most kids have their iPads and uh, yeah. things, and I mean oh, oh, that is a big experience. And then it's as you said, the theme they have said a lot of. We have like tried to <laughs> write down all the comments because we have got so many. Fantastic uh, feedbacks and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I, I mean, it's. I mean, not only are you introducing to opera, which is brilliant because you know, I mean, I'm a big opera fan, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's and it's great at all levels. But getting kids involved early, I think, is brilliant. But as you said, you're you're touching a topic which, as somebody who is clearly gender fluid and has changed gender. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is it is an important thing for for trans children and gender fluid children mm. to actually see somebody going through that process, and and I think, I mean, I mean, where were you when I was a child? I think mm. it's, that was. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of shows an advancement, I think, which is important for 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 the community that you're able to to do this and and show children. Um. But, but did you find any any pushback from parents or or and that kind of work? Because I suspect that's they're they're worse than the kids. I think in yeah. this uh, not parents, but we got some um, uh, on the internet. We got some really bad. Um, what do you, what can we call it? Uh, in the in the in, on Facebook, for example, on Twitter, and uh, it is always people who didn't see the show. <laughs> Uh, and um, we think that it is the word queer that will make them upset. So we have been, they, they call us uh, everything from, we are pedo pedo pedophiles, pedophiles. Yeah. We, oh, are, yes. we are indoctrinating kids. And it has been quite, quite tough and hard for us because it's quite, I mean, you can discuss things, you can have different opinions, but it's, it's not so nice being like hated on the internet. Um, uh, I find it quite uh, depressing. And uh, mm. uh, but then again, we try to make it. We try to turn it into a positive thing. Like, like okay, but if they are, if they get so upset, then it must be an important subject. Then we need to do this. Uh, we actually lost one of the. In the in the autumn when we did this uh, opera, actually the police was there because it was so much threats, so to say. <laughs> but of course, no one showed up because they only sit behind their computers. Of course, of course. But it, it's quite. It was in a library, a public library. Lots of families. Everyone was really happy. So it's really bizarre that there is a policeman <laughs> watching it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, it is kind of standard practice if you're trans or if you're um, gender fluid to suffer from lots of abuse on, I mean, you know, threats, yeah. 
of like you say pedophilia grooming mm. you should hang yourself yeah. And this yeah. Is yeah. So, grooming. Yeah. so yeah it is it is a common thing and we're seeing that at the moment you know with this thing about drag shows as well oh, yeah. you know that's yeah, now yeah. Exactly. in the same way so mm. so I, I think it's brilliant that you can do and, and actually the interesting thing is that almost everybody who goes to these events absolutely loves them and, <laughs> and, and that's the thing about it it's it's because you say it's the keyboard warriors that that love to complain mm. about these things so yeah. i think it's brilliant i think it's fantastic you're doing this and i must say one of the things that that when i watched this was mm. the great i call it comedic but it's not comedic but the great acting that you did to actually get over what what's going on i mean i mean your facial expressions and the whole set and everything is kind of fantastic and i i really think it's it's i mean i loved watching it what bits i've seen of it and and i can imagine the kids would love it even more because it is it is so fantastic and and i think it's brilliant so you know kudos thank to you, you for that. <laughs> thank you thank you um we talked a little bit there about sort of um um you know the reactions of people and and you've done we'll talk about another one of your 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 um opera soon but you've done some on environmental issues and on also in immigration yeah and i kind of think those are also issues where you might get some kickback and feedback from people probably not as much as 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 um um lgbt community but yeah. did you find there was any have you found similar things there? Not, not as I can Actually remember. Not. No, no, I can't remember that either. No, uh, it was, it wasn't. It was only in this children's opera. I think it's much more. Uh, it is something special when you when you say when you present something for kids. Mm -hmm. It's the most. It's the baddest thing you can do, according to these people. <laughs> uh, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get anything else. I think. From not even from yeah maybe something from scene from a polyamorous technoscope yeah some yeah. some because yeah. the polyamorous yeah mm. polyamorous. we'll talk about that one in a minute yeah yeah but yeah. but otherwise I don't think about the climate and no. so on no nothing and migration no no, no. yeah but but yeah. I mean yeah no it can be I mean you you're really hitting the top sort of <laughs> three or four topics here I mean you know of of, of kind of the things people get very exercised about very excited yes. about yeah. immigration and these kinds of things particularly you know with the way things are at the moment you're seeing yeah. these things float to the top and and i think your shows with is something becoming even more uh, timely mm. with, with you know immigration now becoming more of an issue yeah. i guess mm -hmm. in, here in sweden as well as around the world so definitely yes yeah 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 we're talking about that that Oh, actually, the the old operas well, they are just a few years old, but they are they are still still we could do them again, or or maybe they are even uh, uh, more. We could do it could get any yes. more reactions nowadays. Actually, both of them, the first our first operas, yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. I think it's one of those things. I think with those, you were probably. You know, ahead of the big reaction, where with the, the the rainbow stuff, you hit it perfectly. The queer shows and that kind of thing, and, <laughs> and and the next one we're going to talk about, which is also one which people get very upset about, <laughs> um, is is um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> scenes from a polyamorous marriage. 
Yeah. So how did this one come about? This is kind of a different step. And, and so why did, why did this one interest you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how, how it started out, I mean, the, the, the title is, you, you know, Ingmar Bergman, uh, that is scenes from a, from a marriage says, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it has something to do with that. But uh, mm -hmm. in that case, there are two characters or two people living together and that, uh, yeah, their marriage. In this opera, we are three people living <laughs> together, all married with children. And uh, how that came up was actually, we, we presented, again, uh, themes and so on uh, for a librettist. And he actually works as a psychologist. psychologist. Oh, okay. Yes, also, he's a librettist he, uh, and works as a psychologist. And have been working with um what, what has been working with uh, uh, gender transitions yes and mm. uh, reproduction yes uh, so he has met a lot of people and he he said that he he used experiences from from uh, his uh, sessions uh, so everything that he wrote in this opera it is in some way he has met those people but of course he has made it into into a story, so to say. But it, it was quite interesting because he told us that he has been thinking about these subjects a lot uh, as a psychologist. And uh, I will try to explain it. I think it's quite difficult. But he said that he experienced that the LGBT community can have very strict uh, standards or norms or rules that can be as strict or even stricter than in the standard society. So he wanted to investigate that, the norm pressure that can be in a subculture. And uh, he said that if you are really into the LGBT community, uh, then you might, he, he, he experienced that you might have the heterosexual man is like the worst enemy. Uh, and suddenly, if you if you <laughs> would like to do a gender transition, suddenly you can come out on the other side, and you are an heterosexual man. And that how, how can how can you suddenly be that person that was the enemy? He wanted to. I don't know if I explain it in a good way, but mm -hmm. I, I, it, it gets very black and white when I say it in English. But uh, <laughs> uh, he he wanted to investigate that. So the opera starts with one of the characters actually coming out of the closet as heterosexual, monogamous, and uh, cisgender, and that is so very oh, shocking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, is there anyone? Oh no! Exactly. <laughs> And then it goes on about that. How, how can you? How can you still be? So it's a lot about identity. How can you still be that person or that person? And yeah, it's mm. ve very interesting libretto. <laughs> yeah, so, so, fascinating. Yeah, so I, I mean, what, what what it's mostly about is kind of the the norm pressure. Can you say that? Or the, yeah. the 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 norms both both in both both uh, in the world as we see it. Uh, kind of everyday world mm -hmm. and also in the lgbtq uh community and so on and 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 also this this family of three how they actually navigate 
under the pressure of both those worlds, North worlds mm -hmm. be because they are in a way they are kind of the the what do you say in english the smiths or the the, the kind of just a regular yeah. family uh with uh, it's just that they because they've got regular works they've got yeah. children uh they live in they live in a house uh, everything is kind kind of normal quotation marks mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but then they are three and it's uh at least one 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 uh, cisgender uh, woman and one cisgender um, male uh and uh and they are li living together uh, three that, that that's that's outside the the norm mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but and still if you are i mean if as 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 my character uh he 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 feels it, i mean he has to identify probably as either a um a twink or a bear or a, what not there <laughs> yeah what are you really this is not yes. in the opera but, but there there are so so many so many uh uh so many rules there too in that that community and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a part of it personally yes. but <laughs> i know about it privately too but but yeah that was that <laughs> yeah yes and also, yeah, sorry. sorry go on no go on please no, just just i just wanted to say that speaking about this i just come to think about that it is that libretto it's it's very like you can you can cry in some parts but it's also very much humor you can really laugh uh, <laughs> a lot and that is also one of our our things that you, you should be able to laugh it's it's like it's so bizarre and absurd mm -hmm. but still it, it is very serious in the same time and that mm. is important for us <laughs>
when I was watching a bit of this on the television and I put it on the TV to watch, my, my wife came by and she said, what's that? And I explained a little bit and she went, oh gosh, that must be complicated. I said, yes, it's a family crisis, except much more complicated. And, and, kind of, and it kind of, family crises are both, you know, sad and fun and funny, you know, they can yes, be both things. Exactly. And, and it's kind of like you've taken that and it's, it's kind of in a way desperately normal. I know that sounds wrong, but it's it's kind of normal, but it's three people. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Did you, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. You said about these pressures um, on, on the community, both inside and out the, the LGBT community. Um, because you know, it has always surprised me how, um, and, and I guess trans people may be a slightly different because most trans people I know are quite, I, I want to use the word non-normal. I don't mean, use the word normal. I mean, normal is a difficult word, but not non-common. Yeah, I mean, yeah. generally yeah, they yeah. tend to be much more fluid in their approach to things. And it's always struck me that a large proportion of the, of the LGBT community, and here I will upset some people, is kind of normal. <laughs> and that may be good and bad. I don't think it's good or bad. It's just is. They're just, it's normal mm -hmm. families. And I think that's kind of important to say, you know, there's, there's normal families everywhere. It's whatever normal means. I mean, and that's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so did you get... So, so okay, so, so we talked about feedback on the other one. What about feedback on this one? Did you get people coming up to you and going, wow, this sounds a great idea, or, or oh, my gosh, this is, <laughs> you know, this is kind of so complicated, or, or what, was, what, what came out of it? What, what I remember the most is people, as I said before, saying that, like, this is the first time I see myself mm -hmm. represented on stage. For example, we have a big scene about reproduction. And I remember one person saying like, it was exactly like that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and a lo lot of comments about that re representing, be being represented on stage. And that was very, I feel that very strong. Mm -hmm. And I remember it very, like it's very touching when someone mm -hmm. can feel that way. But it was also kind of, in one way, it was, kind of um, we were discussing a lot like if we are portraying these people on stage uh, can we upset people from the LGBT community are we doing uh, some kind of uh, I don't know uh, parody yeah. <laughs> like a parody are we are we doing are we doing something like making them uh, seem uh, silly or something like that because we want to take it this really serious. So it was nervous in one way, trying to portray. Uh, I mean, my character, it was something about I had, I didn't do the gender transition, but I had tried to, mm -hmm. I went there in some way. And, and I mean, I, can't, I don't have that experience myself. So it, it's very important of course, for us not to insult someone, <laughs> but I didn't, we didn't get any reactions no. as I remember it. No, not at all. No actually. negative things. I mean, I think in us. a case like that, that's kind of an interesting one because a lot of, a lot of people don't undergo gender transition. I mean, even if they want mm -hmm. to, they get blocked in that mm -hmm. way, you know, whatever. I mean, I, and I, I tried to transition when I was 18. I eventually ended up transitioning when I was 60. I mean, it took me 42 years to transition yeah, and, yeah. and because of various things got in the way. And you rarely see that. 
on on stage you know people are either happily transitioned it's fine or it's all hell and uh, everyone gets killed or something you know it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of never this this bit in between so i think that's an important you know important thing to show people that 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 happens to people they just you know they don't want to be who they are but mm-hmm. they don't know or they can't find out how to transition and that and that kind of goes back to the you know i don't know who i i don't know who i am but i you know i love it so i think that's kind of an important thing to show and and you know i think people would want to see that uh, even if your one's experience is different to what you portrayed it still shows that there's a that you know it identifies a group of people who've probably not been shown on stage very much i think in, in this case amanda's character she 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 really uh regrets in a way uh starting this transition and uh so she she becomes a, a regretter ongerare i don't know if there's an english word for that but it's actually it's really an expression in swedish maybe you you know about it i mean if you if you uh, uh, suddenly feel that no no i was wrong i was mm-hmm. wrong i i i was born in the chanter mm-hmm. there but i was or, or whatever it is and it's really um in some some parts of the community it's it's uh it's really shameful and uh a bad thing to to regret it to uh yeah mm-hmm. in, in in some parts that, that, no, that was right. one of the no, parts no. yeah that we we thought that oh how are people going to react to this because then she she doesn't go through with the 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 transaction the transition mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah I, i mean i mean that's kind of an interesting as well but you know i'm i'm detransitioners i guess in english it would be or, or somebody who's yeah, not yeah, gone yeah. that far i mean yes they are still part of the community i mean it it's yes. it's 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 i find it quite shameful if people actually don't think they should you know if people cho- choose not to transition because it's not who they are that's fine i don't think anybody should deny that to them um i think the only thing that most trans people are aware of is that there are a lot of trans trees detransitioners using that for excuses to hit the trans community so it's kind of like a, yeah, that's the problem but but i think it's mm-hmm. you know i from from my personal speaking from my personal experience here i think most people you know are quite i think it's a it's a good thing to get that experience out there because you know you, you do change your feeling i mean when when i transitioned i thought i was going to be i thought of uh, i mean i've gone through from being thought thinking i was gay through thinking i was um gender fluid all the way now to being a trans woman so you know that's changed over the years you change as you as you mature and things change so i kind of think it's it's vital you can change who you are so there we go that's the end of my spiel so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so great so what so okay so you've got two you've had two previous ones about immigration the environment you've got these two we've talked about and you've got two more in progress so tell us about yeah. a little bit about those <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> if you can if it's not the, the secret next... if it's not secret uh, no, no? It, it's it's not secret but we i mean we we we've just started work, working with now the upcoming that is premiering in one year uh but uh it's called at least for the moment no it's it's going to be called the system in english then systemet mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if if you live in sweden you also know that that 
about Systembolaget. Oh yes, <laughs> that is yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the liquor, liquor store, uh, the, the monopoly liquor store here uh, that you can call system to the same word as the system. So it's kind of um, a word play. It's a play on to... that for people. Yes. 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 Yeah, so so that three characters again, two two characters who actually are sitting on the bench outside this this store, waiting for it to open. Uh, they are outside the system, you can say. Uh, they lost their work uh, and homeless, homeless mm. and so on. And uh, in comes this uh, young and eager uh, girl who who looks for just an extra job. Uh, to to finance her studies uh and it shows shows them their their cv their curriculum vitae uh and and it talks a lot about uh, what she knows about the world and life and so on so <laughs> it's a story about uh, three characters um but what can i say more about about that it is it is a subculture in a way because they are they are living on the street uh, and they have created their own uh, little society in one way. And the, the librettist, she wanted to to speak. I mean, these people, they are not shown on stage so mm, much. Mm. Uh, and also here it is important to take it really serious and uh, not make some parody and just make them look silly, but really take them... 100% serious and that that is what we started to do last week just to dig into these characters what did they do before why did they get here and uh, hmm. it's a very touching story yes and it's also it's funny and it's uh, yeah it has a lot to tell us yeah <laughs> and our librettist uh, Naima Shaboon who also wrote the libretto for our first opera by the way uh, but she she wanted to explore the different languages in yes. a way that you, you can find uh, among those people outside the system, mm. the, the outcasts or the, the homeless, and so on. You can when you usually when you walk past them or end up sitting beside them, you, you can hear really philosophical stuff or really it sounds really educated, <laughs> and sometimes it's just uh, bl- yeah. <laughs> You can't understand a word, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and 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 her, so she wanted actually to explore the languages. So it, it's quite clear those three uh, characters have how, how they uh, uh, develop their languages. We got this young girl who actually she speaks with words she has uh, learned to use. <laughs> uh, she she <laughs> in a way. <laughs> These are the words I should use. Yes. I might not know what they mean, behind, <laughs> but it's good words. Yes. And, and and my my character, he lives through uh, the worlds of the of literature in, in a way. He, he he reads a lot and 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 it uses uh, he quotes a lot of of, of books all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah, and 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 Amanda's character doesn't use so many words and that, that that's the thing it, it, it's very it's it's dense right. it's, mm, it's, a, it, it's a dense language but but not too many words and so on <laughs> yeah. it, it feels very non-operatic to make these characters go to the opera stage i think it will be a fantastic yeah. clash um 
as you say, my character doesn't say a lot. So how will we how will we make this on stage? It will be very interesting. Yeah, and how to make music out of that? Yeah, uh, our uh, composer uh, Paula of Malmboy Vard. She wants to uh, also uh, because the the instrumentalists in in this opera are going to be a uh, uh, synth player or synthesizer yeah, yeah. synthesizer player mm-hmm. a uh, saxophone player. And uh, cello. a cello. Oh right! So and and she wanted to, to try to uh, she wanted musicians who could uh, play both classical music and jazz. Mm. So it's it, it, so we, we'll see what what will happen there, and with elements of uh, improvisation and so on. So yeah, wow. it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds like that's going to be yes. quite challenging. And and also, as you said, I think seeing these people on stage, you know, it's a, it's a group of a community. We, we are pushed aside by everyone, yeah. you know, and politicians and, and putting them in front of people on the stage, I think, is a, is a really excellent idea. So that that's what. So when uh, so you're just starting that. So that's what next early end of the year next year sometime. Uh, uh, yeah, it's actually the beginning of next year, so 2024. Okay, sounds good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And your other one that you're starting briefly? Yes, it is an opera for children again, but uh, older ones from uh, 10 to 12 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know so much about it, but uh, it has to do with uh, um, cancel culture. Can you say that? <laughs> yes. Uh, how, how can you dare to 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 be to to stay to be there? Uh, and the liberties want to examine this theme in a way. It's quite a. It's it could be quite controversial, mm, actually. I think so. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. But he is an expert. I mean, it's the same liberties who wrote "Jag vet inte vem jag är, jag älskar det." He is an expert on making these things. I mean, if we get some reactions again, <laughs> I, I will I will get it as a uh, like, okay, then it is important to take this uh, to the stage. But I don't know how we will how we will uh, manage. But he will. Yeah. <laughs> that that is the only thing we know. We know the composer and the librettist, uh, but uh, it's really in the yeah in the beginning. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what comes out of that. Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that one. That one could be quite controversial as well. So it's it's kind Definitely. of you're hitting these head on. So you know, yes, it's important to not only be in the comfort zone, as you said, just to try something that can be a little bit dangerous. Mm. But yeah, mm. it's exciting. Sounds good. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of work on your plate, so that's excellent. Yeah. I do thank mm-hmm. you again for uh, coming onto the podcast. So it's been really fantastic. The only thing I have a complaint about is that you need to bring your shows up to the north of Sweden sometime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we want to. Yeah, bring, bring them up here to the wilds of northern Sweden so we can get some some cultural stuff up here. That would be fantastic. But next time I'm down your way, we'll try and I'll try and take in a show. Certainly, that would be fantastic. Yes, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much for inviting thank us. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll um, hear from you again in the near future. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> bye bye. So that's all for this episode. You've been listening to the Classical Queer Podcast. 
and Jacob and I look forward to being with you next month. The incidental music is courtesy of Jared Miller and the show was produced by Samantha Jane.